Yo, what up? It's Moon from Greek Fire, and you're listening to the Blues Hockey Podcast. Welcome back to Blues Hockey Podcast, host Jason, along with Chris. Yo. And our special guest this week, Donnie Fandango. Yeah. yeah. It's a, you know what I got to tell you? It's about goddamn time. Right. I've known you since I was like eight years old, and, and now it's, you've been doing this podcast for 10 years, and you finally have me on. I've been trying. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's not from a lack of both of us going, let's do this, and then, yeah. you know, life gets in the way. Nah, man. I just wanted to come in and start throwing heat. That's all that it was. Yeah. That's all. It's great to be here, and thank you very much for asking me. I'm no, and you know, actually, I, actually in uh, I, I also will say in the studio and be fancy about it, yeah, but in, yeah. in, sure. in the basement, <laughs> stuff. but um, yeah. So thanks for coming over and uh, taking time out of your busy schedule. No, I do, man, I do truly appreciate it. It's it's great, and I think um, I think the one thing that when I do this type type of thing, I think that I, I always like to note, I don't think I know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I've had a couple of people like like in the in the in the almost like kind of giving me a little shade, but not like, oh, so you're a blues expert? You're like, yeah. no, 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 no. I'm just a fan. I just bleed it and love it. I don't think I particularly know much more than anybody else. I just really, you know, man, I just love it and have had for so long that it's just kind of built into it. And yeah. then I think with the combination of, I mean, obviously them not winning them not winning the the big prize you know it just makes us as fans just dig in that much more you know what i mean and so i oh, think just over the years die. yeah yeah we yeah. all do you know like I said, so like I said, we're a bunch of a uh, uh, bitter fucks basically oh, we yeah. Are. I mean, yeah donnie and i share the um dubious distinction yeah, the dubious distinction i guess of doubling down and also being buffalo bills fans Glutton so, for god dang punishment. I mean, really. <laughs> thank God we have the Cardinals. Yeah, that's oh. true. But you know, though, man, I will say this, and, and I had said this, I think maybe even to you, Haas, like the overall negativity surrounding Blues Nation a lot of times is, it, man, it, it'll take you back a bit. You oh, know, like, sure. like the misery is camped in. And I start to get irritated with people about it. And then I find myself doing the same damn thing. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but it is just... We wait for the for the negative shoe to drop because we've just been beaten up so much over the years. That's yeah. how the mindset is now. You're just yeah. waiting for that that like last for that thing to be that super negative thing to happen because there's something good that came along, so something bad has to happen. Yeah. I always feel like I'm Randy Quaid from the second major league movie, like where they've had a little bit of success. Where he flips the shirt around. <laughs> Regular, the, most of the fan base is on board. He's like, they're gonna blow it. <laughs> just wait. It always happens. <laughs> It just and it does, man. And it's one of those things where, like, even was it two, three years ago now when we went to the Western Conference Finals, and I finally I bought in, and I was like, oh, yeah, I yeah, this in. team's got a chance, man. Because I mean, the, the first round was like, we're just going to lose to Chicago again, yeah. And then they beat Chicago, and then I was confident against Dallas, but you never you know, know as man. that series went on, I was like, ah, uh, here we go. By the time we got to San Jose, I finally bought in, and I'm like. Yeah, this team can do it. And then just... It just fell short. Fell yeah. Short. Well, I think the Dallas series, I felt pretty good about that just because if I remember correctly, like the goaltending Terrible. in Dallas was so piss poor yeah. that I was like, okay, well we'll, well, we'll, you know, we'll do all right here. And then beating Chicago in and of itself 
is just always such a and I hate that and I hate that like just because we beat those assholes like that it that it is like some kind of monumental day for us like yeah, that's well, our Stanley Cup at this particular point look at the Capitals though I mean the Capitals went through the same thing up what, until Pittsburgh, this year with yeah, Pittsburgh yeah, yeah. the only difference series, is they yeah. went on and finished the job yeah absolutely yeah, yeah, I, yeah Ovechkin never beat Crosby never beat Crosby until in the playoffs yeah, it was the first time then we finally got over he had, you know obviously went all the way with it that's kind of why I think a lot of Blues fans back then thought that he get through the one major hurdle that's sure. the only thing stopping him because every time i think it was three or four seasons three out of four seasons hawks and kings whoever we lost to won the stanley yeah. cup so you're yeah. sitting there like well if we just won and a couple of those teams were stacked especially i think the last team Oshi was on because he even yeah. commented about that after they won the cup this year and well, he said we had a team that's probably better than his washington team but we just couldn't get the saves and the goals at the right time the last year we had Oshi was the year that they crapped themselves against Minnesota. Correct. Oh man, yeah, that was the Minnesota one where they uh, where that was against Yo. Yeah, yeah. So weird, but uh, so we'll jump into like probably the most newsworthy one we've had in quite some probably since April. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've been kind of a sloshing through the last couple of months well, just I hoping mean, for good the news. Dog days of summer. There's not a lot, going especially on when you go out not getting the playoffs like we're used to at least yeah. talking about. So, um, so we did our. Draft show, which yep. we, as we discussed, really boring for the Blues fans. Yeah, uh, pretty much for me. Like I was on the road to Atlanta, that's so I'm sitting there checking my phone in the nine and a half hour a drive down there, and then literally like we made a trade to move up two spots. Right, oh, and we got to go. And the guy seems he seems fine, looked impressive. You know, you, I'll say that much. It, it, you just never, you don't, know. you just never really know. I mean, I mean, unless you are one of those guys that's watching the game tape or. You know, watching their appearances in, in world competitions, you know, you just kind of hope. And it always seems like with these guys that get drafted, by and large, they look 140 pounds. Like, you're always yeah, like, he's you, tiny. you dudes are at least three years and a whole bunch of cheeseburgers away from even being close to being able to play in the and NHL. And they still need to be old enough to drive themselves to the ring. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Well, I mean, even when you look at uh, at, at Kairou, am I pronouncing yeah, his last name right? Yeah. Yep. I mean, even if you look at him, I mean, yeah. he's a pretty he slight fella. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to need to put a little bit of beef on there. I agree. And Thomas a little bit. To a degree, too. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just almost anybody who comes in, like nowadays, they, all of them look, they're fast. They right. That, but that's kind of where the game is trending. Means? So, we're getting old. <laughs> of course. <laughs> man. We're getting old. Well, when I see some of these kids and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, you are my son's age. Yeah. yeah. And you're yeah. going to make yeah. more money in one year <laughs> right. than I'm going to see in my entire life. Yeah, it's like, great for playing right. hockey, which is great. So, before we jump into all the news, let's do a quick. I want to talk to Donnie about, obviously, being a Blues fan and some of your Blues uh, memories and stuff like that. So the first kind of question I had, we maybe split this into two. Like, you can do favorite, maybe current Blues player, and then maybe favorite Blues player of all time. And you can go into it if you want to discuss why and how. Like, sure. Like, for example, I, one of my fans for a long time, and I got crap over it a lot, I really like Barry Jackman. Yeah. To the degree where Chris and numerous people, and our friend Justin also gives me a ton of crap on it. I don't give yeah. you crap or like a Jackman. Okay, A. Slight story before we get into your the thing. The Build-A-Bear uh, story. The Build-A-Bear story is great. I'll tell that in a second. But we were at a trivia night two years ago. Mm-hmm. He somehow at the table next to us. And he wouldn't go oh, say hi. Wow. And I, I'm just like that. I'm just super like, I don't want to approach people in public because it's very awkward to me. I feel like, especially we're close to, I think we're pretty close to the same age too on top of that. And then now, especially being older, like. It's really weird, especially some of the players that now are like 20 in their 20s. And you're like, hey, sure. autograph. And you're like, 
I'm 35. I feel really weird saying that. Okay. So. Well, here's a couple things, though, before you continue, and I don't want to disrupt you. No, that's fine. First of all, it's awesome that you have that sort of consciousness to want to let somebody be somebody. That's yeah. great. But two, we all know that the reputation of the hockey player is like... By and large, like, pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. So I think like the, hey, I really appreciate what you do. And then if, you know, he talks back, whatever, then maybe you try to get the signature. But I understand what you're, what, what, what you're, what, you know, like what you're going for there. And also, too, don't let these jackhammers tell you anything about Bear Jackie. <laughs> because up until the last couple of years of that guy's career, he was, he was absolutely he was fantastic. fantastic. Yeah, he was good. Fantastic. And that yeah. was a guy that would lay the hammer when the hammer needed to be laid. But 100%. Anyway, go yeah. ahead. I'm sorry. So the, the trivia thing was, and I believe it will say Jacqueline's wife, I will say. Yes. So she started passing around. <laughs> She like made homemade pickles. So then all of them very loudly when it came around, hey Jason, do you want some of the Barrett Jackman's pickles? Like very loudly. And I just like and at the time that's when I was in the middle of my diet too. So yeah. that, and legit and at trivia night, as you know, there's like tons of junk food everywhere. I could eat anything legit. That was the only thing I could have. So of course I'm like, I'm starving. Yeah, of course I gotta have one. <laughs> and so this bust up laughing and I'm just like turning red. That's that awful. So the r- other thing is the build a bear story. When he was a rookie his rookie season, and then um, walk through the gallery at the time. He walks behind me. I'm like, oh, shit, the Bear Jackman. And then but I'm like, I'm like I said, too nervous to say anything. My sister was her birthday or something was up, and my mom was like, let's get her Build-A-Bear. I'm like, sure. I'm going to Build-A-Bear, and he's two people behind me. We get ours done, and then as you probably know, like they do the whole spiel with you like, oh, why don't you, when you're stuffing, put the heart inside. Oh, yeah. So I'm watching Bear Jackman do through the whole spiel. And she's like, and the lady's like, okay, what's your name? He's like, Barrett. <laughs> and then so I said, she's like, okay, well, give it a hug to see how stuff. Like, so I'm like watching this, and this is the age before like cell phones are really big, right. so I couldn't even get a picture of them. I'm sitting there like, this is great, laughing. So I tell, so I tell my mom, I'm like, oh, it's Barrett Jackman. And she's like, well, the second time you see him, you should go ask him for an autograph. I said, absolutely not. And she's like, I'll do it. And so my mom's like, goes up to him. I'm like, I just book it down the gallery. I just walk, start walking <laughs> far as way as possible. So my mom like. Ask him, and he's, and of course, gracious, like, to Jason. That's that actually right there. That's the autograph right there. That's fantastic. To Jason, all that's Barrett Jackman. And he's like, I'm surprised anybody recognized me. Like, and she's, she's like, oh, yeah. And she pretended like, and so she's like, I think she was, I was getting it for like my five year old, not for my uh, 21 year old. Because <laughs> you were in a Build a Bear. Yeah. So I was like, anyway. So anyway. That's, man, that's awesome. And I think, I mean, I think, again, it just goes to prove these guys. Like, like I'm surprised somebody recognized me. If that was a 20 year old NFL player. Oh, right. he, the, you know. he he would know. He would oh, absolutely be upset if know. Someone didn't didn't? Yeah. yeah. I mean, as far as talking about my favorites of all time, that's like like kind of a a trick thing for me because I think un, not unfortunately, but growing up when I did late eighties or mid to late eighties, early nineties, I mean, the bread hole revolution was mm-hmm. just a gigantic. Lightning bolt in my yeah. hockey loving world. So it would have to be Brett Hall. I would absolutely say Al McGinnis. I loved watching him. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, not only like, you, you, I remember distinctly not only that shot being everything that everybody talks about, but Jesus H. Christ, he was an unbelievable defenseman. I mean, yeah. he was just such a great player all around. And then, like, I would have to also say, like, I loved Bob Basson. I loved because he, I mean, I loved him because like, I mean, dude looked like he got stepped on, like his face was like a foot and yep. he was, he, he would just throw the body around all the time. And that was obviously a different time, but Brendan Shanahan would be one of my favorites. Um, not one of Chris's uh, of all not mine. No, I can, <laughs> yeah, I can deal without him. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean, I, there, there was just so many of them over the years. And, um, you know, now I think, boy, that's kind of tough, man. I mean, I love uh, Jaden Schwartz. 
Um, I, 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 he would have to be one. Um, I, I think, um, boy, I mean, it's, it's just really tough. I mean, I, I, I pretty much like everybody. Uh, I would not consider myself a, uh, not, not to turn this negative. I'm not an Alexander Steen guy by yeah. any stretch of the imagination. He would be the only guy that on this team that I, that I could sort of kind of do without. I understand his place and all that kind of thing, but, um, I don't know. I, and I think with this team, I think there's a lot to potentially like too. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yep. I think like the, a guy like Vince Dunn, I think looks like he could be a guy that, that yep. I, I enjoy for a long time. And I really like Robbie Fabry when he's healthy and, and going and God, let's hope. Yep. Oh man. And I mean, you know what, more than anything else, just as human beings, I hope the guy can continue the NHL career that he, I mean, because I mean, if it happens again, it's done. We're done. Yeah. At yeah. least be at least be eighty percent effective because I don't want. I mean, if he gets back to where he was, fantastic. Yeah. Right. But like if he gets to like the eighty percent where he's at least getting like fifteen goals to twenty thirty assists. Agreed. Perfect. Just such a shame, man. I mean, when that guy. I mean, and boy, when he got hurt, mm-hmm. I mean, it it just stopped. Yeah. Every, I mean, it just the the momentum seemed to stop. So you know, but I mean, I look forward to seeing what Ryan, what Ryan O'Reilly is like mm-hmm. in in a, in, a, in, a, in a Blues jersey. And yep. I I think there's. Uh, I think there's lots of reason to, reasons to be optimistic, and um, you know, on that on that day of free agency, I did not start out that way. That's yeah. For sure. So that's what we'll get into. So um, July first hits the Blues, the draft, a lot of rumors going around. The Blues are in, and the Blues are in on four players. I pretty much had him. I looked up in my text from we were going back and forth. The Blues are in on four players, according to the Twitters and all that good stuff. And it was David Perron, Ryan Reeves. Kyle Brodziak and Pat Maroon. So a lot of us were like, "Ooh, man, that well, is." Uh, and there was also rumors that Stasny was in the mix, right? Yeah, he at least he said he welcomed to come back to St. Right. Louis because uh, I mean, as much as we wanted to talk about Tavares, that was a pipe dream. Oh yeah, Kovalchuk was a pipe dream. Like neither of those guys were coming to St. Louis. Yeah, as I'm much, still much not totally like, not to interrupt you. I'm still not totally sure how the Kovalchuk thing is going to work out. Oh, I think it's it's it's. Jackpot or bust. And, There's no in between. And yeah. what was the deal that was signed there? Three years, Three years and six point two five a year. But ton of money. Oh baby, and he's thirty seven, something like 36? that. Uh, a little thirty four. Okay, thirty four. But still, but, but it'd be thirty seven at the end. But uh, the interesting staff for the Kings thing that I saw, um, and because you know Drew Darty signed his extension, his massive extension, yeah. uh, with Quick, they have I think it was seven players that were going to be thirty five years or older. Not including Drew Doherty. I think including Drew Doherty, excuse me, because he's 31 or 32 now, which is weird. Um, $52 million in deals in five guys yep. tied up unt- until another four years pass that or something. That's it's what, two thirds of your cap? Dude, you, at this time, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're praying the cap goes up. And what, but I got, just like I say with a lot of things, eventually the bubble's going to burst and it's going to stay stagnant or slightly go down. Yeah. Uh, well, you best win now. Yeah, because that's what they're going for. They're going with the veterans, and they don't have much uh, uh, youth on that team. But anyway, who cares about those guys? So, Blues, July 1st, everybody waiting to see. Right before the time period starts, it was 11 a.m. Central Time, I believe yep. it was. Uh, the Blues are rumored to welcome back, and I'm just going to mind you, this is going to be my thing all season, so this is our new thing for next season. All right. uh, it's going to be fan favorite David Perron, because in the press conference, that's what um, Doug Armstrong Called him like numerous times. Fan favorite. So I'm calling fan, fan favorite. favorite David Perron. So I don't know that the I Blues welcome back. Fan favorite uh, David Perron. Third for four time's years, a charm. Four years, $4 million per. So 16 mil total. That's uh, a lot of money. A little bit of a raise of what he was making. Uh, last year he had a career year, which good time to have it. 
Uh, 70 games played, 16 goals, 50 assists uh, for a total of 66 points, obviously. Uh, 50 penalty minutes, which that's not surprising. And with the Vegas Golden Knights, who went all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals. Mm-hmm. So, mind you, he was a uh, healthy he had a great scratch. season. He was healthy scratch twice, but apparently, according to NHL Radio, a couple things added, he was apparently sick. He had like some kind of like viral flu thing that right. wiped him out in the second round. That's why he didn't play much. And then when he tried to come back, apparently he wasn't himself. And right. and that was like oh god, that wasn't like him saying that. Well, it was apparently one of the commentators, which is interesting. So anyway, I'll throw it to you guys to say whoa. So welcome back, David Perron. And the last thing before we get into it. Interesting fact. Played with five teams total now. Let's see. Blues, Edmonton, Edmonton Anaheim, Vegas. Vegas, so four. Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh mixed in there. Five. So he's played with five different teams. He's only signed a contract with the St. Louis Blues. He's always either been traded or picked up in a uh, d- trade deal. Yeah. Or uh, picked up in the expansion draft, excuse me. So he's always signed a deal with the St. Louis Blues, which is very interesting uh, stat that came out of all this. So his third contract, fourth contract, all been signed with the Blues. I was grumpy. I, when yeah. I saw it, when I, I was in bed, uh-huh. I rolled over, I checked my phone, and I said, ah, oh, shit. And Mary was like, what? What? What's wrong? Is something at work? And I was like, no, the Blues signed Dave Perron again. And she didn't know what that meant, obviously, but I just, I didn't think, I, I, this is one of those things. We all have players as fans that for whatever reason, whether it's justifiable, not justifiable, we just kind of don't dig. Mm-hmm. And I have just never been a Perron guy. Now, I didn't know the thing about the playoffs, mm-hmm. about being sick. It I didn't just, know either because I thought he was just not playing that, that way. That's what I thought, too. I, I don't think the 50 assists can be replicated. I don't particularly love four years. But also, at the same time, with this team, I think the pieces of the puzzle totally completely matter and if you're talking about a line that he could potentially be on you know with maybe steen and and whomever i mean then i think you're thinking boy this could get kind of exciting so at first i did not i was whoo boy negative nelly a hundred percent i most certainly was yeah so this here's my initial thought when we, the blue signed uh perron was i was like much like you i rolled over i saw that and i went well we're not doing anything today because you remember the last time we signed Perron was right after, like minutes after it was announced that we lost David Backus. Correct. And I joked that it was it was Armstrong going, crap, we just lost out on this. Uh, who's available? Go get Perron back. Everyone likes him. <laughs> right. So that's what we kind of thought. So, Stasny was definitely gone after yep, this Perron thing. Yeah. So when we got yeah. him back again, I was like, we're not getting nobody today. We yeah. just brought David Perron back again. Um, so he's going to be I a, like Perron. Yeah. I, I think that. You know, he, as much as everyone loved Oshi, I think that head-to-head, their potential is the same. I think Oshi's a better teammate, and that's what puts him ahead. I feel like Oshi's way more consistent. Like, it feels like, man, you could go a couple weeks without noticing that Dave Perron has hit the ice at all. I think the problem with Perron is he wants to do everything himself. Yeah, and who knows if that's, who knows if that's changed, because ever since the deal from 2013, he's... Yeah legit jumped around he's been with Edmonton and then he got traded he got traded uh at an off season or during the, the season no that Those was the, to, uh, Pittsburgh, uh, Pittsburgh for the playoff yeah. run then next season traded again to Anaheim in the off season or that was when they got Carl Haglin yep. over and then signed with the Blues, signed with the the blues and then we let him go and then you know even uh, I, one of the things that Perron said that I have up on here then he talked to Doug Armstrong about things he said he talked to Mr. Stillman and Armstrong about 
signing and stuff. And one of the things that Armstrong kind of said that they regretted putting me on the expansion uh, unprotected list, basically. That was one of the mistakes they made. And uh, just them and this, and, and this guy's and as much crap as came out during this whole, like, Tavares had one to right. sign. It's, you know, some of the stuff the Cardinals went through with, uh, help me out, what's the guy last year? Hits a lot of home runs, didn't want oh, to come here. Oh, um, Stanton. Okay. Yeah. He didn't Stanton. want to come here after the, the Cardinals had a degree deal. And then now now this, like, kind of narrative is going around St. Louis that nobody wants to play here or stay here because of the city is dying. We had this whole discussion right. last podcast. But gave it a bronze, like, I genuinely love the city and want to come back here. So I'm kind of, I'll be honest, kind of turned my opinion on around after he kind of talked about it. And I'm I, just like, <laughs> doesn't mean I excuse the off uh, the uh, offensive zone penalties that's going to oh, ensue yeah, this season. But kind of as a person, maybe be like, okay, man, that's awesome that he genuinely wants to, and he has a son now and he wants to raise his kid here. So that's like, this guy legit likes the city, loves being here. Okay, if David Perron is here to finish that contract. I will buy each of you a David Perron jersey. Ooh, oh, sweet! And that I'm is, telling that you is right recorded. now, I, <laughs> I, I look at the relationship between Perron and the Blues, and I feel like it's we are the hot chick that he's always trying to get with, mm-hmm. and like you know, we'll bring him in and things are good for a little bit. We get our we get our uh, you know our self esteem back up, and we kick him out. Yeah. And then, you know, something happens to us. We feel bad about ourselves, so we bring him back, and he tells us how pretty we are and how much he loves us. And we get our spirits back up, and we kick him out again. And then, you know, we get dumped by someone else. We feel, we feel bad. And well, David comes back and makes us feel better. I'm telling you, within a year or two, that dude's somewhere else. It's going to happen. But, and, but you also just wonder, too. I mean, this team is built. I, I think he's done a really nice job, and I know we'll talk about it more of. I mean, it's in win-now mode. It is. You know sure. what I mean? So, so, and a guy like Perron, I would think, depending on the no trade protection that he has, which Jesus is Christ, he has a, like, I'm just looking it up just because I, was, I figured yeah. I'm up. He has, he uh, submits a, only a five-team no trade, which is. Oh, he's so, so five teams that he won't go to. The yeah, rest so he would. 20, so he okay. has 24 that he can right. go to. 20, so he's not going to Florida. He's not going to Montreal. He might go to Montreal because he could well, We kind of guessed where we thought he was going, actually. I thought for sure he was going yeah. to Montreal. It still brings up, this only brings up the question to me, which has nothing to do with what we're talking about. So we really gave one of these no trade deals to Berglund. Well, we've talked about this at nauseum. I, because remember when he signed that deal. The no trade didn't kick in for like what a season or two. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It changed every year. What I, which we found out. I, okay, I firmly, firmly believe that that Berglund contract was when we were talking with Ottawa to try to get uh, Jason Spezza out of Ottawa, ah. and I think they we were offering them a bunch of dudes with no contracts left, and they wanted something that they were going to be able to hold on to, <clears throat> and I think. Armstrong was trying to work a sign and trade, sign Berglund, ship him to Ottawa. And in the meantime, they sent Spezza to Dallas. Armstrong got ho- caught holding the bag on a Berglund deal that was not, not a good deal. Yep. It was expensive the- and too long and all these crazy things. Because yep. I truly don't think he thought he was going to have to worry with that contract for more than 72 hours. Yeah, that so makes sense. I-, I think he gave Berglund... A lot of stuff that Berglund wanted that he was like, well, whatever, whatever you want. I'm right. not going to pay this. Right. So, You're uh, going to be in Ottawa in, t- yeah. in, two, in two, two days. Or whatever, yeah. So yeah. real quick on Berglund's thing, looking on cap friendly, he has like a basically 2018-19 season, 20 team, no trade list. 19-20, it goes to uh, for the rest of his contract, actually, from 19-20 on, it's a 15 team trade, no list. So wow. basically half the league. 
So, uh, so I don't know. It depends if Buffalo was on his list, which we'll uh, a little spoiler alert there. Uh, if he's on the list, who knows? If not, he might have had to waive and talk him into because Savoka did not have one. Uh, so it's interesting there. So uh, we'll get back. So David Braun officially blue again. Uh, four Hooray. years, four million dollars. Yeah, pretty much. That's Blue's uh, Blue's Twitter. I'm I'm not. You don't hate upset it, with it, but I'm just like, okay. You're looking for improvement because it's a guy that you've seen and you know what you're getting out of it, basically. Yeah. Well, and also, too, and I think this is one thing I think I said to you, Haas, when you hear that there's issues with the locker room, potential for issues in the locker room, and you're bringing back a guy that had already been in the same locker room before, yeah. you're like, well, are you really are you really mixing that up the way that it needs to be mixed up? Agreed. Uh, but, but, I mean, you know, not to say that Perron was the problem or anything. I don't mean it even that way, yeah. but just – if you wanted to churn the personalities in Agreed. there, which it seemed like it needed to be done, and, and at this point, yeah, it has. It right. has, yeah. So, yeah, so Blues start off, uh, okay. And then uh, things kind of changed, and the Blues are apparently going to get Ryan O'Reilly. Who knows? They're going to ship Robert Thomas there, Jordan Cairo, possibly Colton Pareko, which is another crazy. Yep, that name, name got thrown around a lot. A lot of big names got thrown around for quite a bit during this whole thing. Why are you? Tr- why is everybody trying to get rid of the big fella? It's only two. I mean, he's, this is second year. In I the think league. it's one of those where they we need centers, and I, th- you know, we're we're heavy defensive right now, and we're great defensive, and I think that, you know, with anything in this league, you have to give to get, and yeah, and Buffalo is to a point now where I don't think Buffalo wants picks anymore. Buffalo wants roster players because yeah. they want to start improving. They've got what Young two, one. two. A number one overall and a number two overall in the last three years. Yeah, so Darlene and then uh, Eichel. Yeah. Yep. So I, you know, I was depending on what the rest of that package was going to look like. We were texting all day that day when Parikio's name got thrown around, and I was like, I don't like it, but if it gets us Ryan O'Reilly, depending on what else is on the back end of that package. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I thought they would throw in somebody like Bogoyzin because he's not a right-handed shot. They would yeah. throw in I mean, he's not great, but I think they'd throw him in there just to kind of offset. You're getting the better of the right-handed defenseman in Pareko and sure. blah, blah, So the Blues uh, dress some of their center depth, which is interesting. Uh, with this signing, you're a lot more excited than I was. Yeah, I, I like the signing. So Tyler Bozak comes to the Blues on a three-year, $15 million uh, deal. Some say he's overpayment. Some say, you know – a lot of Toronto fans are mixed on this. We're reading it. Some were like happy the guy got a good deal and stuff, and some were like, "Oh, glad he's only a power play specialist." I'm like, "Cool, we'll take it. Oh, well, we right. need that. Cool, man, because right. that's what I need." Because right. uh, this and, and also a right-handed two. We got two right-handed shots now. Mm-hmm. This team was devoid of right-handed shots outside of Kyle Brodziak. Nothing against Kyle Brodziak, but kind of right. hard to put that on your power play number one power play sure. unit or even power play number two unit. So he, so we get Tyler Bozak. So spent his whole career in Toronto. Um, Side note, uh, his wife is very attractive. Oh, good. It tends so, to happen with welcome, athletes. Welcome to St. Louis. Yeah. So uh, he's very excited. And then I don't know if you guys were able to read his Player Tribune article, which is really interesting. It made me like a big fan of his all of a sudden. Yeah. He's like, I want to win a Stanley. Quote here is, I want to win a Stanley Cup so damn bad. Like bad. That's why I wanted to come to St. Louis. Mm. It's great. So it it's makes it. Admit, admit, yeah. and, that, and it's up like that. And it's like, he's like, nothing is Toronto. I've like grown up there and all this stuff. And, but obviously my role is diminished there and they're moving in different directions. So I went to the team where I think the next best chance for me to win a cup. And mm-hmm. that's St. Louis. Every, he's like, I, uh, Bacchus reached out to, he reached out to Bacchus, Petrangelo, um, and Fabry, which is interesting. Fat Robbie Fabry was like a huge, like, Reach everybody reached out to Robbie Fabry because so did uh, Ryan O'Reilly too, which oh, is weird. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, it's the eyebrows. It must be, <laughs> or the number. 
Well, you're damn right, it's the number. Yeah. So, but uh, so Tyler Bozak comes here. Uh, it's probably say power play specialist. Probably going to be plugged in your number three now. I would spoiler imagine alert. so. But at the time, we think number two, and we're kind of like, I was like, oh, okay, I guess we're out on O'Reilly. That kind of sucks. I kind of had my heart set on that the whole time. I'm like, man, we're going to make that trade, and that's going to help us out. But okay, I'll take Tyler Bozak. So last year, 81 games played, 11 goals, 32 assists, 43 points. Um, in the playoffs, he had – he played Boston. Uh, he only had three points, six uh, penalty minutes. So not too bad. Uh, very so, blues. That's a very blues stat line. Well, and also too, and I was always, I, I was already talking people out of the tree. Like, all right, we're going to call him our number two center. Okay, right. Well, that's what we're going to call him. Well, whether he's going to be that, that's a whole other story. Agreed. But it just seems like another bottom six guy. And but it yeah. seems like another bottom six guy, like point wise. But then also, what I go back to before is needing to change. The chemistry in that locker room. Yeah, apparently, a very like good, kind of apparently guy. a good locker room guy is what I got from Toronto. And that, so. that seems like that kind of seems like if you're going to overpay to, to to do these things, it seems like he might be a specialist kind of guy to do it. I look at Bozak this year the way I looked at Shen last year. Like you know, when we got Braden Shen, everyone was like, "Oh, okay, that's a that's a good player." I don't know if he's that good, but he's a good player. Look at Uriel Terra. That was like, right. That was the positive he, everybody he took out of the deal here, and you know, Shen had a effing fantastic season yep and you know i i think that whether he's a second line or third line what he brings to the power play is is going to be what's invaluable for this team Mm -hmm. because this the power play can't get worse the three of us and two other dudes from the street could put up a power play better than the blues last correct boy and you talk about something that i mean monumentally needs to change and monumentally needs to change off of the bat in yep. 2018 and ranked 30th last year out of 32 teams God, so 31 teams excuse me so really bad uh, who was worse than the blues i'd have to look it up sorry i, I, I said rank 30th I i'm was gonna doing just guess it's got to be someone like montreal or buffalo, or buffalo or buffalo something like that but um yeah and the blues historically for the blues they technically had the worst power play in franchise history percentage wise yeah and the least and tied for the least amount of goals, mind you, outside of lockout years, which is insane if you think about it. Considering that back then there was only seventy games played and sixty games played, and they still tied that. I mean, that's just and that's just this team should not be that void of a, a offensive ability in the, on the power play. Like, I that's agree, dude. Rid- that's I ridiculous, agree. man. And and I read this in the paper the other day. Um, I don't remember actually where I read it at because uh, I want to give them credit, but I mean. Boy, you talk about something that is going to be a laser pointer on Mike Yo early on in this year, and that coaching staff man is going to be the ability mm-hmm. to make that something immediately. Now he's got some horses; he's got some different horses Agreed. than before. But man, they've that is that is a critical thing to watch probably early in the year. I agree. Yep. So, Blues fans, Blues Twitter is pretty much what I'm looking at. Eh, that's pretty much the feeling right now. I'm trying to do a story right now. The Blues are kind of like, eh, okay, and you're kind of down and. People weren't jumping off of buildings, but they were sure looking out of high windows. Uh, Armstrong did his uh, press conference, talked about his signings, which we get into the very last signing. Uh, the Blues did wind up losing Carter Hutton to the uh, Buffalo uh, – what was it Sabres? called? Oh, there you go. Side note, I watched The Office the other day, and yeah. when they got bought out by the – Do you know uh, that story? That's, that's amazing. What do you, you mean? know that, the Sabres story? What, from the, from the office? No, no the no, side no, note, no, that no, just no, wanted to be From the old Street building? No. Go, I'll go for it real quick. Um, so Burton and I uh, were walking by um, – Back when we had even the building with KDNL. Yeah, yeah. And um, I can't remember his name now. What a bunch of nice folks the they The guy were. who used to work for the River and also did stuff for KDNL. Oh, Jason Miller. Jason Miller. Oh, I, I remember this. It was in and a spot. He, and he was 
voicing the game tags that would be like, you know, like the 15 second bumpers, like tonight at 7 p.m. on yeah. KDNL. And we walk, and we, Bert and I walk by right as we hear tonight, Blues, Sabres, oh. 7 p.m. on <laughs> KDNL. We both went. <laughs> now just keep walking. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure that went to air. That's what happens when you. That's just what happens sometimes in that copy, man. Uh, <laughs> that's terrible. So good. So Blues lose Carter Hutton, who's probably going to be the starter more than likely in Buffalo. Got a good deal, three years. Good luck to him. And, uh, a bunch of money. So good for him to get that extra money. He, the Blues were in the mix on Carter Hutton too. At the end of the day, um, didn't work out. Well, he wants to start. He wants yeah. to play. Yeah. Interesting note that uh, Kelly Chase tweeted out, which I have a note here. He said, thanks, you know, Carter Hutton, thanks for all the professionalism you brought. And he's like, Blues had a chance. He wanted to sign for $1.5 million mid-year that the Blues didn't want to negotiate. And look what he turned it into. Wow. So the Blues could have had one more year at Carter Hutton, possibly, at less than what they paid the new guy, which we'll get into now. That would have been a steal. That That's that's yeah. that's bad on And Armstrong. that was on – I believe that was on Kelly, I was Kelly Chase. That's on my notes here is Kelly Chase's Twitter. If that's legit, that's bad on Armstrong. Yeah, well, I, Probably so, yes. But you know what, man? We need to figure out this whole Jake Allen situation for good, for bad, for indifferent, this one is, way or the other. This has got to be got to get the keys to the yeah. car, man. Yeah. And I think not having that bird over his shoulder, maybe potentially it could help. I don't know, man. No. I'm starting to think this kid's as wackadoo as I am. I, I think he is, and I, I think I go back to the maybe season. Maybe that's not fair. I didn't mean it. No, I, I think, I mean, no, I think no, it's true, you. though. We got you, though. I, I think that you go back to the first season that Brodeur was not playing but still with this team. And he was a more hands-on, day-to-day goalie coach working with Jake Allen. Yeah. And you saw how Jake goalie Allen whisper. just exploded. Yeah. And how great he got. And ever since then, now that Brodeur is up in the office, it's been a steady decline. And I, we've said it numerous times on this podcast. I don't care if I'm Tom Stillman. I don't care what I'm paying Martin Brodeur to do. Whatever it is that is on his contract that says you're the you know vice president of whatever, there's nothing in this franchise that's more important than your on ice product. Yeah, and if our goalie needs you to work with him on a daily basis, then you go put your skates on and you go work with Jake Allen yeah. and fix that. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, know. I just I, this I, you I mean somebody has got to have talked to him again and just be like, buddy, this is your squad. We go with you. This, I mean, yeah. they're, they're, dude, more so than any time that Jake Allen has been the starter here, there are absolutely no excuses. Right. Not that this team is perfect and not that this team is coming out as the best team in the league, but this team is good. Best yeah. team and in a couple needs, years at least. He, he needs to be the guy. Ashley has brought up a couple times, and I think there could be truth to it just because it happens at the same time of year every year, yeah. that, that she thinks he suffers from seasonal depression. Because it's always right around the holidays, December through right around like that that window between Thanksgiving and Christmas that it starts. Yeah, and it lasts until just after the end of February. Well, I mean, and, and if that's, I mean, if that's it, I, but, but you would have to think with the mm. way that sports medicine works Agreed. in two thousand and seventeen, that there would be some coach, somebody in an organization that wouldn't be able to. To talk, I mean, not that it's that easy sort of thing, but I honestly think that this could just simply be a matter of this guy getting in his own head. Oh, I and think for living sure. In his own head. Yeah, I, I 100% say, agree with I that. I want to say, yeah, it was, yeah, it was Marc Andre Fleury, actually, when he had a couple meltdowns, a hand, it was like five. Mm. It was right before they won the cup the next time around when they won the back to back cups. 
he had an extremely bad playoffs. I don't say against Philly, I want to say, and was had like a below 90 save percentage and was really, really bad. And he literally said in the offseason when they address it, he came back and said, I saw a sports psychologist three times a week over the summer, and I plan to see him at least once a week during the year. And that guy has been pretty decent since then and yeah. wound up getting, mind you, way overpaid in this offseason. But we won't True. talk about that. So back to the goaltending. The Blues get their own guys. So basically swap goalies to Buffalo, which is interesting. So they get Carter Hutton, our backup. We get their backup from last year being uh, Chad Johnson. Uh, Blues were rumored in to be on a couple people. Supposedly old friend Yaroslav Halak was apparently rumored to be in. I think that – look, and I I was always a Halak guy between Halak and Elliott, but bringing that dude back in sends the wrong message top to bottom. Uh, Absolutely. Can I be very honest with you about Chad Johnson? Yeah. No idea who he was. Yeah, <laughs> he, he is. A, he he's a perennial like the veteran traveling goaltender. Because no one in Buffalo he, knew either. Yeah, I, mean, I did. I did. They said Chad Johnson. Uh, oh, just think he play a goal. Yeah. So Chad Johnson, six uh, three, uh, two hundred pounds, uh, thirty two years old. So last year was his career worst, which is uh, I guess not great. Terrific, but great trade. I'm looking at everything right here and. But you got to think, Buffalo was not great last year. Yeah. Uh, that's an understatement. So I remember Chad Johnson, uh, he won a game and uh, my notes, da, 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 and notes right there. One hit, one game in November, the end of November. Next time he won a game, March. Oh, man. Terrific. That's now, a, that's how many drive. games in there did he play? Uh, 18. Oh. All right. Well, so. <laughs> right. Well, so, but is this, first of all, is this a two way deal or is this a one way deal? It is a one way deal. So he's going to be here. So it's not. Not but set it, in stone, I guess you could say, because if he gets outplayed, man, it's a contract that, unfortunately, it's over a million dollars. So it would hit the cap still. It would be prorated to a degree. Um, but it's one of those things where I guess you could put him in Billy minors. If Billy Huso outplays them, they'll cut him. Yeah, they'll cut him loose, I think. They'll, they'll, they'll put him on waivers. Uh, last year, like I said, career 10 wins, 16 losses, um, uh, outstanding goals against a 3.55, mm. and a save percentage of .891. Mind you, career-wise, that's way below his career. His career is .91 as a save percentage career-wise. And so that was historically low. Um, he's played with the uh, Rangers, Arizona, Boston, Islanders, Buffalo, Calgary, Buffalo. Mind you, the reason in Calgary, guess who he had to save that year in Calgary? Uh, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Brian Elliott for 1,000, Alex. And you're correct. And then Brian Elliott's one who wound up playing his way out of Calgary, unfortunately. I mean, I think, I mean, I think if all goes well, this guy plays 20 games. Maybe. Does oak, you know, keeps the, the Blues head above water when yeah. Jake Allen needs to Yeah, I say 20 to 30 in that range. I think they're going to, I legit think they're going to, like, give it to Allen and say, hey, man. It's make or, like yep. we thought Ask. last year was make or break. This year, this like is it. This, he's done a lot to turn this team around this year. So, which brings me to the other question that we've had for the last two years. We talked about it ad nauseum around the draft and free agency. Who do you go get? Yeah, right now, like, it's nobody. I, I, I mean, I, I I legitimately think if there was a better goaltender available in free agency this year, the Blues would have made yeah, the deal and shipped Jake Allen somewhere. But there wasn't. You know, you're not going to go get a 400 year old Cam Ward. Yeah, you're not. Gonna, Chicago did. Oh, but as a backup, correct. You know, you're not going. You're not going to. There wasn't anyone that you could go get that, in my mind, goes. That's a better goal. You know, you're you're right. I mean, and also too, when that when that line of backups started to get signed, it went from like yeah. it went barren real quick. Yeah, yeah I was like. uh, I was on a 
I thought Kudobin would have been like the best one. He played in Buff, uh, excuse me, Boston last year. Yeah, came in when Rask was hurt and played really well. And I was like, I thought he'd be good. He signed for a good chunk of money in Dallas. Yeah, so. he went off the board pretty early. But though, he would have right? been the like, backup yeah. too. He would have been backup, yeah, hundred percent. But I just liked. I just thought right. he was a very good like coming and play. Sure. I mean, but my point was there was nobody out there to replace that to Allen. Me oh, could replace correct. Allen. Yeah, correct. Unless you're going to go to Montreal. And figure a way Ugh. with cap space to, to take on a ten million dollar carry price contract. Who might get hurt? And, right. Again. Who's who's been hurt the last going down the, the ever since the, ever the since ben the heart season he's been hurt. So, yeah. so I mean, who knows? Dude, I, I get it. I, I would love to have more confidence in goal too, but I don't know who's out there. Right. Yeah. Next off season could be interesting. Um, if Columbus does not sign uh, Bobrovsky, that could be an interesting thing. Sure. And you may get him for a couple years, then you'd be ready for the be ready. Eh, who knows? But, like I said, my pipe dream was Brayden Holpe before he blew up in the playoffs. But, you know, what do I know? I'm still not throwing in the towel on Jake Allen. No. Oh, no, 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 no. No, but it's – I mean, no. But, but it, the towel's in my hand. Yeah, and I mean, when <laughs> you just see two seasons of the exact same yeah, – Essentially meltdowns. the exact same thing. And, you know, you do see those windows, man, where you're like, oh, we can ride this guy. And that's why there's the yeah. reason for hope. I understand why they wouldn't want to give up hope. I understand all of those things. It's just, I mean, there are legit, there might have been excuses in years prior. There's no more, fella. It's it, it's on you. I mean, it's absolutely on you. And and if he struggles, then... Uh, yeah, I, I think that you got you to gotta be standing side stage with the hook as soon as the season starts. Yeah. Because you can't let this season get away. You know, you figure you have Nashville, who's going to be great. You have Winnipeg, who should be still pretty decent. Pretty solid. Yeah. Chicago's going to rebound. Yeah. Dallas has probably. Chance. I think that. I think that, you're going to see Sagan blow up this year in his contract year. I think me. Colorado moves back. I think Colorado came out of nowhere this I think, year. I think yeah. you're the big regression you're going to see is Minnesota. Oh, I think Minnesota's done. Well, yeah. I just wonder too. Colorado seems very one-dimensional to me. There doesn't seem to They're, be a lot. They of were like us, a one-line team. I think that's yeah. they lived and died by that line, and their line out. showed up in game eighty-two, and ours didn't. That Correct. was the difference. So everybody's down. Armstrong has his press conference, talks about the three signings, talks about fan favorite David Perron, and uh, everybody else. And basically, you're like, "Wow, we're done." I was actually had a friend over, and I was we were working on some stuff and watching the press conference on my phone. And he's just like mother effing the whole time. And I'm just like, it'll be all right, man. Just like, it's literally 2 PM, three hours after open. I'm a big, like wait and see type guy. Like if it's mid August, then we can start panicking about things. But I'm like, it's day one. Why do you all, why do you guys got to sign that quick anyway? Like I would be like, take my time and make sure, see how many offers I get. Maybe drive my price up a little bit. Well, you are a mature blues fan, yeah. which oh. seems to be in the clear minority. Yeah. I, tr- I, I tried. Don't get me wrong. I'm on the social media. <laughs> right. Oh Ooh, boy. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. I my moments. Don't get me wrong. I think our most infamous episode that people still bring up when we lost to Chicago and Ryan, the Ryan Miller year. Yeah. Me and Chris, Chris over at my house watching it. We went downstairs and recorded and we usually don't like, I don't mind if people cuss now, but back then I was like, don't cuss on everything. Me and Chris like mother effed for like an hour. We had had we had had a couple of cocktails. <laughs> yeah, so we uh, so interesting. So Blues are down, and uh, something interesting happened after this, and we'll tell you after our little break.
guys, this is Matt from Dinosaur Pileup, and you're listening to the Blues Hockey Podcast. Alright, and we're back, and uh, so, things are done for the day, July 1st, you're, everybody goes about their business, everybody kind of rages on online for a little bit like we were talking about, then out of nowhere, it's about 7 o'clock, I get the alert when, I forgot the hell I was doing that day, Ryan O'Reilly is traded to the St. Louis Blues for a ton of guys. Yep. So, all the hot of, garbage gone in one fell swoop. <laughs> Interesting. And p- pretty much I was darn close, by the way, on my prediction. I, yeah. was, I was two players off. But uh, so the Blues trade Vladimir Saboka, Patrick Berglund, Tage Thompson, a first round pick in 2019, a second round pick in, two, or in 2021, all for just Ryan O'Reilly. So the Blues, the big hang-up was, I don't know if you guys caught on that online, was he had a sign, his signing bonus was, was $7 due million, that day. Yeah. Right. It was $7.5 million that day. So basically his whole salary gets him one day. Must be nice. And and Buffalo apparently was not going to trade him after that or the price is going to go up or whatever the hell was going on. And But I guess uh, Buffalo changed their mind because after Bozak signed, Armstrong even said he thought he was done with it. And he comes back and... The Blues choir potentially a number one center. I think Braden Shin is pretty much a number one center, but probably the most center depth this team has had in yeah years. Summers. Years. I would say maybe the weight years, Doug weight years, possibly. Yeah. I'm going to name drop here. Go for it. So we had been – I'd gotten to the point that day where I put the phone aside. was like, I got to do this for my own mental health, like to walk away because I'm just too bitter bill, man. This is right. not good. So we did whatever we did. I'm doing later on that day. We did dinner. I'm doing the dishes, and uh, I'm listening to music on my phone. And I get two messages from Jerry Jost from the Urge, right? And uh, the second message is, "This changes this team completely!" Exclamation point! Exclamation point! And I'm like, "What? What?" So I check the messages, and I see that it's right that it's O'Reilly. And then on top of that, I see that Swobodka and Berglund are walking out the other side, and I'm like, "Oh man." This is fantastic. You know what I mean? I mean, this mm-hmm. is that you get rid of a couple guys that, that, needed go. that needed to go. That you're continuing to change the culture, which is such a big deal, and you're getting your number one, your number two, whatever the case may be. Yeah. And I was just ecstatic, yeah. ecstatic. And then it was, you know, completely different than it had been twelve hours before. And my feelings on everything. I want to know which one of the two was the throw in. When Buffalo said you have to take the seven and a half million dollars, uh, yeah, payment. that's interesting. I because never in a million years, and I knew that it was fairly common knowledge that Armstrong was shopping both Saboka yeah. and Berglund. I never in a million years thought he'd get rid of both of them in one in one shot. Yeah. So I, I wonder what the original deal was, and then when Buffalo said, "Oh, by the way, you're going to pay us back the seven point five million dollars for O'Reilly," Armstrong was like. Cool, you're taking this guy too. Yeah, yeah. So, Ryan O'Reilly, six one, two hundred sixteen pounds, uh, in his prime, twenty seven years old. So you're getting a guy signed for five more years, which is freaking amazing. At seven and a half million dollars on his cap hit last year, eighty one games, twenty four goals, thirty seven assists. Uh, like we said, minus twenty three on a really bad Buffalo team. Uh, some power, fifteen power play goals. Uh, set an NHL record for faceoffs taken in one year and faceoffs won. He had a 61.6. That's ridiculous. Which is, was, not, I believe not, only number two in the league for, I think it was uh, somebody in, I think it was one of Chicago centers that was yeah. higher. So something the Blues needed, A, 
a really good center. Yeah. B, somebody had to do face-offs because right after this, we all saw Cobb Raziak did not re-sign and went, which home, was to, in the which went home to Edmonton, which yeah. is fine. Um, so, like I said, well, like I, we kind of talked about it. So, Riley changes everything. So, you, that literally made this day from being kind of crappy to really, really good because you're looking at three centers down the line, Shen, O'Reilly, Bozak. So, Bozak could shift down to number three now. Uh, he's never played wing, apparently, so we really can't shift more to wing, but who cares at this point? You get Saboka and Berglund gone, which at this point, and not sadly, and then we talk about Jared Barry Jackman in the first part, my second favorite player is Patrick Berglund. Wow. So, um, but I'm at the point where I'm not, I know, shake your head all you want. I, I, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I've, I've, I've listened to that so many times over the course of the years, and it's like listening to something like you know you hear the words right. correctly, but they just don't make sense. Yeah. But I'm at the point where I'm like also not like fanatical enough where I knew is things have run its course right. and things needed to happen that uh, you got way too big of a deal for what you do year wise. I thought the money was actually fine if you, but it had to be not five years, which is stupid. But at that point, uh, Saboka, uh, same way. The Blues actually gained cap space on this deal, yeah. crazily enough, uh, seven hundred sixty-five thousand. Wow. Uh, which is weird. Uh, you lose Tage Thompson, one of the quote-unquote big four. Uh, I think the one who's probably the lowest projected of the big four. I don't know how you guys felt like about Tage Thompson. Yeah, well, I, I certainly thought that he was given the opportunity that he complained about not getting. Sure, I agree. <laughs> yeah, which was my I mean? next thing I was going to bring up. But, yeah, but, go ahead. But, but I mean... I mean, it's like you say, man. I mean, you got to give up something to get something. Yeah. And I would prefer, if they're going to move anybody, that it's not Costin, that it's not Thomas, that it's not Cairo. Exactly. You, you can't. You, you... And Pareko at this point because he was rumored too. So you yes. keep a lot of big yeah. guys. Yeah. So, I'm, I mean, I'm all right. If he's the one that's got to go, I can absolutely deal with that. Yeah. I mean, someone's got to take the shot. And it's, it's Tage Thompson in this case. And I like Tage Thompson. I think that he has the ability to be a, a good player. But... If you ask me, would you rather have Ryan O'Reilly or Tage Thompson? I'm taking Ryan O'Reilly every time. And yeah. you're going to find out what Thompson's got. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Buffalo doesn't some, have much else. So. He's yeah. going to get some real yeah. playing time. He's yeah. gonna, the rumor was, at least, or what they kind of slotted him in, he's going to get with their big center prospect, Casey Middlestat, who was like a top seven pick, I think, top ten pick a couple years ago. And he's going to possibly get time with him. So they're going to try to put those two together and see what happens is what I kind of uh, read from what they were doing. Yeah. So they're going to give him every opportunity, which is great. I think that's something like – his type of player needs like uh, he needs as much playing time as possible. Maybe the Blues didn't give him enough. Forty-one games, only three goals. Whatever. To each his own. Like Chris, I've said many times. Like I like Thompson, but I think out of all the big four, he's the one that I really wanted us to pe- the deal because I think he had the lowest ceiling of anybody. Yeah. Uh, but and there was those undercurrent stories too that that he was not an A plus effort guy. Yeah. So which you never, which I always hate throwing those out there because nobody really no knows. knows. Nobody really knows. <laughs> and let's be honest. That dude's C plus effort is better than my A plus effort. <laughs> yeah. Any day of the week. <laughs> right. So, uh, so the Blues move on after this day. July first ends. The Blues fans are hailing Doug Armstrong from being a idiot to basically God. Well, after this, most everyone. <laughs> Almost everyone. We know a couple. Wh- one, a couple, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So basically, Doug Armstrong turns the day around in one foul swoop. Has another press conference. Talks about everything. Happy to bring Ryan O'Reilly aboard. I'm going to throw a couple stones here. Listen, if you are the general manager of a team of any kind, whether it be any of the big sports, you are going to have your things that you swing and miss on. 
It is just the nature of the freaking goddamn beast. Mm -hmm. You are legitimately gambling at a level that none of us will ever be able to gamble on. Yeah. All right? So there are going to be things that are not going to work out. But I honestly believe in my soul of soul and in my heart of hearts that Doug Armstrong has 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 made some moves that make you scratch your head. Links of deals and things, I get it. But by and large, I think he's done a really outstanding job. Yeah. And if you're yeah. going to get rid of him, who are you going to get that's going to be better, that has any kind of track record? I agree. What does Doug Armstrong do in the offseason? He's the assistant general manager, the general manager, part of the uh, or part of the structure. Fucking Team Canada, for Christ's sake. Yeah, they're pretty good. They know hockey, okay? Yeah. So I just think that like some of this stuff, man, people get so intertwined with some of these personality players as people and things, and I get it. I totally get it. But, man, like, at some point, man, like, like y- you can't do that job. As much as you think you can, none yeah. of us can, man. Like, none of us. And I think that it just gets to be a little, like, like it gets to be a little off-putting at times, man. Oh, yeah. You're just oh, like, yeah. this almost feels like it's unhealthy. Have you talked to your therapist about it? Because I think maybe you should. <laughs> like, my, almost to that point. One of my favorite sayings uh, is, a, is a line from Jerry Maguire, and I use it with a, a friend of mine all the time, who we do not see eye to eye on Armstrong. But then again, she's in a position where she has uh, worked with blues players outside of uh, the rink and become friends with some of them. And when they get traded away, you know, it's always you know MF this and that with Armstrong. And I'm like, look, man, it ain't show friends, it's show business. Like, it's not personal. He's doing what he thinks is right for the team. Well, and 100%. And plus, you know, like, this is not 1974 again. Right. You do not start – those – your same 23 guys or 20 guys are not going to be, by and large, the same guys every year. There right. is so much turnover, man. And there's – and also, too, man, I mean, this this whole, like <clears> – <throat> This management, player loyalty, let's get over this BS at this point. Mm. It is a goddamn business for the players. It's a goddamn business for, yep. for, for, the, for the owners. Everybody wants to get paid the best way that they can. So I think kind of trying to play that edge where it's a, where it's a management is this or that, I think it's just bogus, man. Like Agreed. Everybody's out to get paid. and they're I'll, gonna... I'll take it straight back to the Bacchus deal. Because that's the one where everyone will say, well, Armstrong should have coughed up the extra uh, year. Well, I mean, he could have, but no one held a gun to David Backus's head and said, you have to take this extra year that Boston's given you. And it's funny if he how truly it's wanted to stay, dude, he could have stayed. I love Big Four, too. I love him. Yeah. One of my, you know, we've talked yeah. about one of my favorite players. Yeah. That, that he would definitely be one. But like, Signing that dude to any more than than two years, man, to me, just seemed like absolute fool's well, money, man. And you saw it at the end of this year in in, in guess what Boston in, was trying to do Boston. in Boston. They were trying to offload him in the offseason. Yeah, I mean, dude, he looked like he couldn't stand on his feet when he took that hit. Mm-hmm. And and I love Bacchus too, but you know, Armstrong knows probably more than anyone because he'd been so many years down the road with him. Like the downward slope on a player like that. Is is steep. All of those hits. All those hits. I mean, he's Everything made his career is. in the middle. The problem is when they start to when they start to break down, it breaks down fast. Yeah. My only critique, I guess I would say, of Armstrong on the negative is I think that Doug Armstrong rewards potential instead of rewarding um, actual stats. Actual stats yeah. in regards to I think he pays up front. 
Yeah. In both money and term. Hey, I'm going to prove to you right. how vested I am exactly. in you. Exactly. And maybe proving or, or saying that to maybe some of the wrong guys. Alex right. Steen. Yes. Um, you know, like, like, so, and also, too, just as a sidebar before we move on, because I know we got to finish up. But if there are any locker room controversies going on this year, I think we can pretty much Nail it zero down. in yep. on where some of those issues are coming from. And because I was gonna, it seems like a lot of those uh-huh. other cats are gone at this point. And I was going to bring that up that you know, as we've changed the culture of this locker room, there's really only one piece left that worries me, and that's Alex Tate. Man, and, and it is, we better And not- there's been a lot of talk about... A lot of chatter about him being the guy who who stirs the pot. Right when now. you heard like the whole like there were the guys that were pro Steen and pro Petro, like and we'll never know if that's true or not. But Jesus, I hope that the 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 mix in that room now is able to that, that makes him happy or whatever the case may be, right. man. Because that's a dude that we are paying to be a big key part of this team and absolutely needs to be. And Agreed. hoping hoping you know hoping that it happens, man. I but again that that. Now that the other guys are gone, now I can really yeah. laser in. There my, was uh, a rumor at the end of last year that guys were there just for the money, and two player, two Alex players. Uh, no, I thought of the two the guys I picked out first off were Vladimir Saboka and Patrick Berglund. For first, two oh, I guys. don't think Saboka is. I'm not Saboka. I'm sorry. You know, I don't think Berglund was, was a mail mm-hmm. guy. I don't. Think I think Saboka was. Yeah, yeah Saboka I think Berglund genuinely. Was trying. Yeah, I think he's just. I think he's just been bad on that shoulder for like the last three out of four years. He's and I, kept, I, I think both shoulders done in the last couple of years. And I, yep. I just don't think he's been the same player. He, he has that twenty goal season, and then something happens, and he's out of it for a season and a half. And well, then he comes back really strong for a season, and then something happens, and he's out for another, like he's not himself for a season and a half. And well, that's how it's and, been for like the last handful look, of years. Man, you, you can't sign a, a deal like that. And not have the pressure to deliver. That's true. And you know, like we talked earlier, I think that that Armstrong pretty much conceded a lot of things that he probably normally wouldn't with Berglund if he was going to hold on to him. But the downside of that is, all right, Berglund, you got all this money and all this term, go earn it. Yeah. And he would show flashes, but it was a week or two here and there, and then just a ghost yeah. for a month. Yep. So we'll wrap up. We got a couple more signings. One, uh, some Blues news real quick. We'll go to the Blues news. I'm trying to do this chronologically to a degree. So Hockey Hall of Fame uh, uh, comes out with their class. So one former Blue made it, which is the blatantly obvious one out of the whole class that made it. Uh, Martin Broder goes in. Long storied career with the Blues. Yes, seven (laughs) games. Uh, So so, uh, also – Another one, which I think was way overdue, was Willie O'Ree, the first uh, black yeah, player in sure. the NHL, so that's awesome. He got in. and uh, Dead? No, he's still alive. Still alive, okay. I can't remember if he died this past year or not. Uh, and also somebody who uh, – uh, eh, I'm not going to go there. Never mind, sorry. Um, Gary Bettman came in <laughs> and is actually in the Hall of Fame oh, as well. awesome. Hey, man, people can hate what they want. But, but the, he's grown but the game. You know what? The, you know, he's made a lot of – he's made the owners a ton of money. You can't say the lockouts with, and all that stuff, but, man, The thing made, with Bettman is, and everyone booing him now, is I think it's, I think it has taken on a WWE Vince McMahon type thing. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, and he embraces it. Yeah, dude. And the, I think the crowd now does it just because it's the thing to do. You know, the difference between, like, him and, say, like, like um, um, uh, Goodell – is Goodell like looks like it like hurts his feelings after yeah. a bit? Like Bettman, Bettman loves like, it. Man, I don't give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm still the commissioner, y'all. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> if, you got, if I got paid that much money to get booed at, I'll boo me all the way to the bank. <laughs> so Blues make some signings. Oh, congrats to Martin Bruder. So 
Blues made a couple minor signings, a couple of signings from players. Uh, Jordan Nolan, who played with the Kings, kind of when we yeah. kind of battled him back in the day, signs a two way deal. So he's kind of be kind of your not first call, but when they need a fourth line guy to come in, he might have a shot at making it. Small deal, six hundred seventy five thousand. Robbie Fabry agrees to only a one year deal. I was very happy with the amount of money here. I think this is a brilliant deal. Nine hundred twenty five thousand. Yeah, it's so, great. So basically, prove that your knee is healthy. He is officially medically cleared to return to action. They announced it all on the same day. So $925,000 moving forward. And we don't bring up, I I don't think as much as we should, that if we get even a 70% Robbie Fabry, how huge of a deal that that is for this team. Yeah. Yeah. So he can fill in on your top, I say top nine. I think he's the third line to start. Yeah, I think uh, depending on how they mix up the lines here. So uh, Blues agree to terms with uh, Oscar Sundquist. He'll be your extra guy. Terrific. Along with Chris Thorburn probably. Uh, Only $700,000. No problem. There... Uh, that's good. That's great. That's great. Uh, our friend Dimitri Yaskin somehow got another one-year deal, uh, avoided uh, arbitration. Uh, Joel Benson is pretty much the last one left here, and he filed for arbitration, which is July 25th. We're recording on the 21st, so a couple of days. Yep. Not many cases have gone to arbitration in the no, last couple of years. Only yeah. one or two, and that's really There have been happened. a few filed, but they've, they've been settled before. Yeah, a lot gone. are settled beforehand, which is interesting. So this one, um, Armstrong team very dug in. Like we are, You were on a team that did not make the playoffs last year. So, I want you to prove it. We can, you how you can do. Even though Jolinson had a career year, he, I think he's looking at kind of four ish money, four four and a half. I think Armstrong's coming in around the two and a half three mark. Yeah, yeah. I'm just speculating 100 percent there. But uh, I so. mean, I think if you're Edmondson, I mean, I think you do got to be pretty realistic about who you are, where yeah. you are, Agreed. what team you're on. Agree. I mean, and I, and I like I like Joel. I, I do too. I, I do, but um, I don't know, man. I mean, I I I, I think you got to be. I've only had two contract negotiations in my life, and they were very much weren't too much negotiating. Sure, but I would also think you got to kind of know where your where your base of power is. The Blues are solid on D men, you know. I, I don't know. I just feel like you got to be pretty smart about the, about what I, you're asking. I don't for disagree there. with that at all. So everybody's kind of thinking the Blues are done. Um, there was rumors Patrick Maroon might sign. Everybody's like, I'm like, you know, we can sign him. You only have like four million dollars in cap space. And to my surprise, floor hockey legend, St. Louis's own Patrick uh, Maroon. Yeah, St. Louis decides floor hockey to sign legend. for $1.75 million, basically taking a pay cut of what he made last year. Uh, came out that he did have back surgery in the offseason, but it's very minor. He's already working out again, whatever. Basically, I, I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, you're in the room with a, with a floor hockey legend. One of us in this room, and I'll let you figure out which one it was, <laughs> not only beat him in the face-off circle, but scored the goal against this team. Wow! Because Pat Maroon shot into the net. Yeah. Was last <laughs> touch but I was I was the last one to, sh- to touch it on my team, so I got credit for the goal. Oh, that's amazing! But I did legitimately beat him on the faceoff dot, oh, well, that's yeah. and then ran down the court yelling, "I just beat an NHL player in the faceoff." <laughs> was he, he looking in the other direction? Do you know? I think he might have had something in his eye. I, I think I might have said, "Hey, look at that!" right, right. before they dropped the ball. Right. Yeah. And then it might have been somebody who might have accidentally uh, <laughs> was trash talking him. On the bench, and then Patrick Room wanted to destroy him, yeah. which he easily could have, and that might have been me. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, yeah. So anyway, yeah, I'm so, so excited about this. So I think he's great, man. I think yeah. that he is something we didn't have last year, which is a guy who will go into the dirty areas and pick up the trash, and like he's got skill, but he's not afraid to score the ugly goal. Yeah. And we didn't have that guy 
since Backus left. Nah, man, yeah. we didn't. And, and you that was the thing that frustrated with me about Berglund the yeah. most. Yeah, Berglund's yeah. size. Dude, you're whatever. seven feet tall. You're a goddamn tree. Get out in front of there and pick up the garbage. Yeah. And it seems like, though, the Blues do have. This adds to this adds to the overall haul. But, you know, man, I mean, Oakville is very near and dear to us. Yeah. Uh, Oakville High School especially. Um, and uh, so that part of it is just so cool to me. Sure. And I know that that's probably a little fanboy out no, more than X's and O's blues go. But well, I just great. think it's badass to have that guy from our backyard um, here. And then I think he can make a difference on this team too. I do too. I really you know, do. So it's not just that he's the STL guy, that he can that he can. Do some of that dirty stuff. And also, too, man, there are times last year where the Blues did were embarrassingly soft. The, uh, embarrassingly. Uh, the, yeah, the one that came up recently, which there's a big thing online, was uh, when Jamie Benn was sitting, sitting on, on Petro. Petro. Your goddamn captain. And well, nothing look, happened. And I'll put, I'm putting part of that on Petro, too. When he got up, he didn't do a damn thing. There, I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Stop it. I'm not yeah. going to let the I temper agree. flare in this thing. But you know what? It's about time when that thing, when that happens, that somebody gets the goddamn hammer. And and at least there's somebody that can do that, man. Yeah. I always go back to, and at this point it was, it has to be, what, five, seven years ago, when Joe Thornton knocked out uh, David Perron. Perron yeah. His first tour of duty with the Blues. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, mm. Perron came back, finished that game, scored the game winner, but then was out for what, 60 90, games? 92. 92 games? Yeah. And Kelly Chase brought it up because, like, three weeks later, we played the Sharks. Nothing And Chase was like, someone needs to find Joe Thornton straight away and deliver the message. And it didn't happen that entire game. And I've never heard Kelly Chase as passionately upset with the locker room as he was at the fact that no one, no one went after Thornton. And it's been like that. For far too long with this team. And I understand it's not 1996 again, and you've got a goon, and you're going to have them run, and I get it. But you've got to have somebody that, le- that lets you know you are not going to be able to do that and get away with it. Yeah, you're, and especially like this is the thing that I loved about Reeves was that Reeves that he had evolved his game and knew how to play in this new NHL, but made it well known you are not yeah. going to abuse my top end players. Oh. Yeah. There was nobody that I enjoyed watching talk shit and laugh at somebody else more than Ryan Reeves. Yeah. <laughs> My God. And I, I, I put money on the fact that he was coming back to St. Louis this year. It just felt like everything was aligned because no one would offer him as much uh. as the Blues would. And I forgot that Vegas forgot that they didn't remember that they were still actually in Vegas and they played like drunk gamblers. <laughs> I would have taken that deal if I was Ryan Reeves too. Two years at Two point seven. Two point seven million a year for a guy who plays eight nine eight minutes, nine minutes a, a game. That's all right. <laughs> that's a good payday. Yeah, that's yeah. all right. You yeah. stay in Vegas, Ryan Reeves. Right. I ain't mad at you. Yeah. So, that's, uh, so like we said, Patrick Maroon's played with. You can almost say possible Hall of Fame guys. He played with Getzlaff and Perry and yeah. Anaheim. Uh, moved on to play with a guy with named David. Conor McDavid, yep. and then he played with Taylor Hall. So, I mean, he's played with guys who can skate and score. So, he's not just that guy that's just there. Yeah. He'll make space for top guys. The line that's kind of already projected out there that he kind of let Armstrong threw at him was him, O'Reilly, and Tarasenko. Oh, baby. And then you have, on the bottom on the next line, you'd have Shen, Schwartz, Perron. And then the third line, Bozak, Steen, and Fabry. My only concern with that is, is great as the chemistry is between Shen, Tarasenko, and Schwartz, like, why would you want to break it up? But I get yeah. like there's so much change in this locker room now that it's really just kind of put all the balls in the hopper and 
start yeah. playing. Maybe start that way, then see how. Because uh, I think Tarasenko and I think Shen's a very shoot first kind of center compared to a distributing center, and I think O'Reilly's more of a distributing center. So maybe sure. that'll benefit Tarasenko yeah. more. Agreed. Who knows? Like I said, like you said, we can we have these so many options now to change things up. It could be. Uh, not endless, but at least a lot of options this year. Lots of options. Yeah. Lots of reasons to be excited. Lots of reasons to to, to look forward to and those to circle games. this back one last time to Jake Allen, there were so many games last year that weren't Jake Allen's fault when you're losing one nothing or 2 nothing, You know, if you're asking your goaltender to go pitch a shout-out every night, yeah. you've got problems. You're right. Man. So, you know, if if this team can boost their, their goal average – Two goals a game, which shouldn't be hard to do the way they played last year, yeah. that puts Jake Allen in a much better spot to where he doesn't have to feel like he's making a diamond out of a lump of coal in his butt every game because he's so tight. That's right. Yeah, you're so, you're right. I mean there 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 is there's there's reason for I mean there, there's reason for that for him, and I think he can. And do that's it not too. to let Allen off the hook. He no. had plenty of blunders. Oh yeah, but you know, there's been so many people who like Jake Allen's got to go, and I was like. Look at how many games he lost one nothing or two nothing or you know like even two to one. Like if if you can't get your team to give you more than one goal a game, that legitimately means that you have to be perfect every game. Yeah, and and also too the goal your goaltender is. I mean that's the most mentally taxing position in the game. You got a young kid that's learning it. I, learning all of those things at the same time, I just think it might maybe take him a minute. But I think it's, again, like we've said through and through. This is time. it. It's time. Yeah. So, as of right now, the Blues, I forgot one. Uh, Jordan Schmaltz is still not signed either. So, um, all right. That's fair. Yeah, whatever. That happens. So, basically, Edmondson is about it, which is uh, not too shabby. Yeah. So, I did do our big uh, Twitter kind of poll question I had there. So, how, what kind of grade would you give Doug Armstrong for this offseason? And I had it. I said expected Maroon signing. At the time I did it, so uh, I'll show you guys real quick. Uh, Doug Armstrong, grade A through F. Oh, I definitely give him an A. Yeah, I do too. So, uh, according to our uh, fans out there, for seventy-seven percent gave them an A. All right, a B, a twenty percent, and then there was the random people who just hate Doug Armstrong at two and one percent for C. Right, and then one person said, "Who's Doug Armstrong?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I it gave me an option. I actually, was going to do that, but it didn't get me that far. So. Maybe the G oh. option could be bring back Ron Caron. Oh. <laughs> if we could do like a seance, oh, dude. resurrect Ron Caron. Let me let me throw dude, let, that man bought me a hot dog. Let me throw this. Let me throw this out there in in closing. So our mutual friend Justin, number number of years ago, we're at Scott Trade Center for a game. It was a it was a game. It was a time in my life where I was still having drinks, and uh, I probably had a couple. And Justin, being the the square shooter that he is, right. uh, trying to keep me buttoned up not making an ass of myself well i find out like in the third period that ron Karan is in the suite like two or three rows behind us and it is my mission to meet ron Karan before the end of the night justin wanted to kill me before the oh. end of the night because i just kept trying to look up there find any excuse to make an eye contact with him or anything but i mean you talk about my upbringing as a blues fan I mean, I mean, Ron Caron was, on the grill. Oh, dude. Well, I mean, listening to him and Ron Jacober on KMOX do like the interviews and stuff. I just loved it. So, uh, so yeah, but, but I didn't meet Ron Caron. Thanks, Justin. Uh, Thanks. So uh. where we used to sit in the old barn, I don't know why, but like everyone would walk behind us on the way to the press box or I guess the suite where the scratches would be because anytime there's a healthy scratch, they'd walk right behind us. Ron Caron would walk behind us 
all the time. And you always hear, how you doing, boys? We're going to have a good game tonight. And I was like, oh. Mr. Karan. Oh, like, I was autographed on, on cards. He bought me a hot dog once. Oh, dude. He's a good dude. It wasn't Bob Bassett taking all of us to Olive Garden, True. but it was still pretty cool. <laughs> too ridiculous. So, uh, also, uh, last thing, Kelly Chase leaving the broadcast booth, uh, going to work for the Blues in their kind of, like, community development uh business development section so after almost over 20 almost 20 years yeah i didn't realize he was in there that long which is nuts so yeah. still looking for a replacement so uh, mr uh, fandango i'm in you just give me you give me the call but you better get somebody with an edit button yeah <laughs> <laughs> there better be a delay <laughs> you, you you better be on but you know in all seriousness i loved curbs and chase doing those, yeah. those radio games i think they were great but i think one thing that i've learned over the year or, you know recognize i think over the last of the cat let learn over the last couple of years chase is great at what he does but the reason that that broadcast is so fantastic is that Chris, Chris Kerber is one of the best in the game, period. Hands and down. Story. And not just in hockey, in sports in general. Agreed. He is an amazing broadcaster. And so I'm very certain. I just hope that it still has that honesty. Yeah. That, yeah. that, 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 because. Chase I mean, held nothing back. That's yeah. right. You knew when he was happy. Yeah. You knew when he was upset. Yeah. So I. And I he hope, would call the players out by name on the air. I think, yeah. I hope that that stays consistent, but I think it will. I, I mean, I, uh, you know, all hail curbs. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Yep. So it should be, it'll be interesting to listen to radio broadcast this season. So we'll uh, wrap it up there. So you can get a hold of us on Twitter. It's at blues hockey NHL. I almost literally forgot it for the first time in a long time. I, don't know, I got nervous. I don't know why. You anyway, pull that together, man. That's your show. It's, it's all on top of my head too. <laughs> so, and, uh, on a uh, Facebook blues hockey podcast or the website blues hockey podcast net was that again dot, dot net dot net oh okay so that's important yeah it's well, what we shoot at get that away. <laughs> but anyway so um is there anything that you uh would like yeah, to, well, plug? I to plug uh anything for donnie this, uh, this will know, be up uh monday what's that coming up the 23rd well you know what if it's coming up on monday uh coming up on thursday the 28 hour radiothon to benefit ronald mcdonald house charities of st louis i'll be mm-hmm. on the air 28 straight hours taking requests the guys from the Rizzuto show who lost their real or fake punishment will be broadcasting for 24 hours at gingham's in st charles yep. uh you know man i mean <clears throat> i love what i do obviously i get to do a lot of fun things but uh when i have the ability to help the, the folks at Ronald McDonald House and what they do there, man. Um, it's really a special thing to me. I don't mean to sound cheesy, but I really, I genuinely, with all my heart, love it. So if anybody can help out with a request, with a donation, with their work, with, a, with a, whatever, we have all the details up at 1057thepoint.com and will on Thursday can about I, uh, how you can donate. Can I give you cash now so you can just play some Guns N' Roses for me? <laughs> Absolutely, man. Dude, I'll, dude, dude, for money for the Ronald McDonald House charities, I'll take deep cuts. I will sell out for 28 <laughs> hours to make money for this charity. I don't, I don't care, you know, but it's 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 just one of those things. But also, too, all over the socials, uh, Fandango1057, uh, say hello, add me, follow me. It's uh, always nice to uh, to talk cool. to good people. Awesome. Well, thank you for being on. And uh, side note, so I'll be like fanboy here. So, like, honestly, it's one of my, like, favorite things. I listen to the point a lot, too. So when you have your 28 days or whatever. So there was a couple times when I used to work overnights and I worked at Walgreens back in the day. And then I would throw you were like on a couple of times I had to work. So I would just I would literally sit in the freezer at work and just not work. <laughs> and I just had the radio in there and just like especially like with a late at night, like some people just calling some like like not even maybe some deep cuts or just some other stuff you just don't hear normally. Yeah. So it's awesome. My thing I always do, I always try to throw money in. Last year's the first time I didn't. I always listen to listen to uh Muse and uh, Knights of Sidonia. I never yeah. hear that often. Yeah, that. yeah. So that's well, why I always, I always like to request and put on. We have that costs more because it's like eight minutes. <laughs> yeah, it is eight minutes. <laughs> well, you have, hey man. Well, we we really, you know, boss is, boss goes out of town when when we do this and, and gives us the keys to the ship. So um, you know, it, it's very. So what great you're saying we, is, get my music calls into you guys. 
before Wednesday. Oh, you best believe it, buddy. <laughs> you best believe it. That 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 return ain't happening until next Monday at the earliest. So awesome. So thanks for having me, boys. No, I really had a great time. Thanks for being here. And then uh, that's about it. Yeah, I call I, this our season finale for the. Uh, yeah, for the I would season. say so uh, because it's pretty much. Not much going on until yeah. September now, so which is nice. So this we'll take is, a little uh, break here, and then uh, we got some good stuff planned coming up. So yeah, this is this has been God three years in the making. I've known Donnie since I was a high school kid working in the same mall job, and uh, I, I have had the pleasure of working with him as a coworker at the point, and now getting to work with him as a uh, record guy, and him being a, a music director, and he's one of the nicest guys I've, I've known, and an amazing sports fan. So he's so much like us. And what he said at the start is that we're all just died in the wool native St. Louis blues fans. And thank you so much for coming on. Oh man. It's a great time. But every time you say this though, since you were a high school senior, it makes it seem like I was already in the business world. I'm only like two years older than you. No, no, I'm just saying like, I'm just saying (laughs) we've known each other for a long time. It's not like I met you Tuesday. Uh, Dude, it's, 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 it's me being absolute dude for the first time in my life. Like that, like when people say that, I'm like, I'm not that old. I'm I'm, I'm feeling that old. I'm with you. (laughs) Oh, man. I think that we have a lot of reasons to be excited, boys. I think this is going to be a great year. I can't wait. Yeah, and also the invitations out there. Anytime you're going to come back on, you're more than welcome to swing on by. And well, we'll do it. Anytime during the year. Let's do fantastic. it again sometime during the season. Yeah. Be awesome. All right, awesome. All right, thanks, guys. Talk to you. Thanks.